What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Someone who, 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 cert, who is certified and specializes in what I do as a uh, brand, a personal brand. Y'all have seen her on my show several times. She's the people CPA and she knows exactly what all I'm doing. Anytime I make any purchase above 500 bucks, I email her or I text her and say, Hey, what is this? Is this personal? Is this business? Can I do it? She'll ask me a lot of questions because she wants to make sure again, it's legal, it's ethical and it's moral. Um, and in some purchases, she'll be like, no, that's going to be on the personal side of things. But a lot of the things that I'm able to purchase can go in a business right off. But then check this out. While I'm also trying to make sure that you are utilizing the tax benefits, if you have a small um, business on the side, I also want to make sure that you're not writing off too much stuff. Because writing off too much stuff is, not is, it can hurt you tremendously when you go to purchase a home, when you go to purchase a rental property. It can hurt you tremendously. So I'm so grateful that I had the people CPA as my personal CPA um, who is educating me along this journey. And that leads me uh, to the, the next one is she's educated and knowledgeable about the tax code. Well, uh, whoever you get, uh, a brother or a sister, make sure that, that, that they are educated and knowledgeable about the tax code. And then here's the last one. Ask, once you get into the CPA, ask them like, hey, I'm a W-2 employee. I have this on the side, but on the W-2 side, what should I be doing to keep as much money as I can on my paycheck? They'll do some research, ask you a couple of questions, and they'll tell you how many to claim on your paycheck. So that way you can get as much back as, um, not as much, as little back as possible. Really, a good CPA will figure out how to, how to, how, how to have you break even. How to have you break even or get back maybe a hundred bucks? Because why do we want to give the IRS $2,000, dollars $5,000 of our money and they're not giving, in, giving us any interest when we can keep that money, put into a savings account, prize pool, 
put it into um, our wealth building account. So that way, when the opportunity comes to us knocking on our door, we can use that money instantly and go make more money off of that money and use it much wiser um, than the IRS will. So I would ask around for good referrals as far as in who are some good CPAs to look into. I will list my CPA in today's show notes, the People CPA. Her firm, her firm is called FOLA Financial, a solid firm, but there are other solid people out there as well. Uh, but I would really, really look into uh, that. Here's number four, wasting your free time. Ooh, we talking good today, man. I'm telling you, this is not your normal stuff, Okay. When I made this list, I said, like, yo, what, what are some things that I've learned over the last 12 months on my own, right? Wasting my free time. <laughs> because time is, time is the only resource. It's the only resource that we can't make more of. We can't get time back. So we got to use it wisely. We can get our money back. We'll spend it today, but we can get it back tomorrow. We can, we can, we, we can do a lot of things and, and get it back. But one thing that we can't get back is our time. Every day you need to set aside time to pursue, to pursue your dreams and your goals. I get it. You work Monday through Friday for another brand for another company, for another family. Are you coming home? Are you coming home and working on your personal brand? Are you coming home and working on your dreams? Are, 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 are you coming home and, 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 and working for your family? We can't get that time back. If you missed out on our time today, you can't get today back. You got time tomorrow. But how much time have you actually wasted? And I remember someone asking me, that was like, what legacy? This was like a couple of years ago. It was like, what legacy are you working on for your family? And I went home that night and I asked myself that question. I was like, man, am I? Am I using my time wisely? for my family. What, what are some things that we could do right now with our time to make sure that we are not, make sure that we're not wasting our time? Here's number one, limit time on social media. Limit time on TV and, and, and do things that will make you a better person. I'm not saying social media and TV is a bad thing because it's not a bad thing. I think social media and TVs are tools that we can use and for, for, for um, entertainment, for sure, for laughter, for sure. Uh, but also we can use social media and TV for education and for business things. But sometimes we use it more so for the entertainment, laughter, and, and to be nosy. And sometimes what happens is we spend all this time comparing ourselves to other people that we take away time from becoming a better person, from becoming a better husband, a better wife, a better leader, a better steward, um, a, better, a better father, a better mother, a better friend, a better supporter, a better person when it comes to our career field. Now I challenge myself every single day to get up and study the word, 
and study the world. Every single day, I work out, then I study the word, and then I study the world. When I say that study the world, I'm looking up uh, Google alerts. I'm looking up on different blogs and articles and, and studies out there. And I'm studying more and more and more in the money space and millennial space and minority space because I want to make sure uh, that I am doing the right thing. One of my good Dar uh, one of my good friends, Darius Daniels, uh, he'll be on the show here in a couple of weeks. Um, he said, man, Anthony, the reason why I study is because I'm afraid of losing. Are you afraid of losing? Or do you not care? And when he said that, it shook me to my core. I was like, I was like wait, whoa, 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 wait, what, huh? So I, I, I started limiting my time on Clubhouse. <laughs> I used to be on that thing every day, all day. I was like, yo, I love to talk, let's go. But then I started noticing I was exposing myself uh, to, to, to some nonsense and I really wasn't feeding and growing. I started seeing it in my content. I'm like, yo, bro, you ain't growing. And I'm not growing because I, I wasn't studying. I wasn't using my time wisely. So there's three things on how can we use our time wisely to grow. Number one, read books and listen to podcasts. Read books and listen to podcasts. I got a great podcast that I want y'all to check out. And it's called The Couch with Joy. I'm going to link it in today's show notes. What I love about this particular podcast is they're talking about things that most Christian people are afraid to talk about, but they're very educational. They're going to talk about sex. They're going to talk about healing. They're going to, call, they're going to talk about therapy. They're going to talk about some of the most uncomfortable stuff that I wouldn't even want to really want to talk about. I'm scared to mention it right now talking to y'all. But here's the truth. We need that education. We need the knowledge. We need the wisdom. How are we growing? How, how are we exposing our mind? I love listening to the show. I'm like, well, talk, Joy, talk. Because I can't talk about it at the table. And it's not that I can't, because I can. But I don't really feel comfortable talking about, I'm going to be real with you, the benefits or the flaws to masturbation as a Christian person. Ooh. How are we growing? How are we growing? How are we growing? So recently I completed my full estate plan and I'll be real with you, while it was an emotional journey, I can now sleep better knowing my family and loved ones will be taken care of. But did you know that according to a recent study, 60% of African-American adults have life insurance, yet many of those policies may not provide enough coverage to fully protect families in the event of unexpected death. The gap in coverage is a significant concern for black communities as it can lead to financial hardship and jeopardize generational wealth building. And we definitely can't afford that within our particular community. Now more than ever, it's crucial for African-Americans to prioritize life insurance and estate planning. By doing so, you can ensure that your loved ones are well taken care of in the event of your passing covering funeral and burial costs, paying off debts and mortgages, and providing income to help them build true and lasting wealth. So I am asking you, please do not leave your family's financial security to chance. I want you to get life insurance today with my friends over at Ethos by visiting anthonyoneillcom forward slash life insurance for a free quote or by clicking the link in today's show notes. I want you to protect your family's future and give yourself a peace of mind knowing that you have life insurance today. Hey, let's get back to today's show.
One of the worst things you can do in 2023 is stay in debt. If 80% of us are living paycheck to paycheck, if 73% of millionaires, 73% of millionaires never held a penny of credit card debt, why are you? Anthony, but, but, but I want to leverage, I want to leverage my credit score. I want to leverage the debt to make more wealth. Wait a minute. Respectfully, that doesn't make sense to me. I want to go borrow $200,000, have this debt to go do all this stuff. I, I, want to be, I want to be able to have approval for all this stuff over here, have all this headache and all this stuff over here so I can make more money. And let, can I just be real with y'all, man? Let me just, oh my gosh, I'm about to upset some people. Y'all ain't leveraging nothing. When I hear that, and can I be real with you? There are some people. There are some. I want to say maybe, maybe five to ten percent, maybe ten, five to ten percent of people who are actually leveraging debt in a way that is, I would say, okay. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. You know, the best. No, 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 no. But ninety percent of the people. 90% of people who talk about, let me leverage debt. Let me get this credit card for an emergency. Let me get this credit card so I can put all the points on there and do all this type of stuff. Let me go get this car because I know I'm only paying 3% in interest and da-da-da-da. Man, y'all ain't leveraging nothing. You're buying the things that you want to buy. You're living in the houses you can't afford to live in. You're driving the cars you can't afford to drive. You're financing the things that you can't afford to pay for cash. Just so you can look a certain kind of way. Just so you can say you have this. I remember talking to one person. He went out there and got leveraged his credit score to get $250,000. I said, why'd you get it? Oh, just because. What the heck? What? What? Listen, y'all. Debt is destroying your wealth. And can I keep it a buck with you? Black people. It's hurting us worse than it's hurting white people. Student loan debt is preventing black people from actually going out there and getting mortgages. The number one asset, the number one tool that it is used, that is used to build wealth, home ownership. We can't even get into home ownership because we're drowning in debt. The system has taught us, go get student loan debt, go get an education, and you're going to be well. No. Education is important. Education is important. But why in the heck are you getting a four-year degree to go in a trade? No. Go to a, a, a tech school. Go to a trade school that you're going to spend a quarter of the price, if that, come out making a lot of money. Okay, trade school versus college. This is a big debate, but I actually agree with Anthony on this point. A lot of people don't necessarily consider trade school because it's not the sexy route to take. And oftentimes after high school, you're really not told about trade school. But I will say this, trade school can cost you a fraction of the cost of college, oftentimes a fraction of the time, and sometimes triple the amount of money that you can make right when you get out of college. The thing about trade school is that you can automatically get out of school and use your hands and get to work right away. Well, oftentimes, you know, coming out of college, they're asking for all this experience. So I would like you to consider 
maybe think about trade school. Go into Bethel Tech if you want to get in the tech industry. Go into a trade school if you want to be a carpenter, a welder, a plumber, or whatever that is. Right now, those industries are paying more money. My homeboy is a welder and he's making $150,000. My homeboy, I got another homeboy who's a plumber. He stay busy making a hundred something thousand dollars on his own. What? I'm, I'm paying my, my, my grass guy almost $100 every week to come out and cut my grass. Nobody wants to put in the hard work. We want to go sit in the AC, get that degree, get charged $125,000, wait, um, wait on the president of the United States of America to cancel all the debt. So we be like, huh. And so we can go out here and get a job paying us $50,000. So you paid $100,000 to make $50,000. When you got people going to tech school, Bethel Tech, Paying what, seventeen, sixteen thousand dollars for a nine-month program, coming out making a hundred dollars. You got people going to um, course careers, paying four hundred and fifty dollars to learn how to do, how, learn how to sell for tech companies, coming out making a hundred thousand dollars a year plus PTO, plus unlimited PTO and unlimited benefits. What? You got people like myself. You got eighteen-year-olds. Man, let me tell y'all something. You, I met an eighteen-year-old that is worth. Watch this. He is worth twenty million dollars. Content creation. Content creation. I just interviewed a young lady by the name of Jayla, Jayla Correa, uh, Jayla Coriel, um, um, at my mastermind event. She makes $20,000 a month. She's a YouTuber. Sharing her story. No college debt. None of that stuff. This is why I'm telling you. This is why I'm telling you. You want to build wealth? You got to get out of debt and you do not have to go out there and manage and, 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 uh, 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 use debt to build wealth. No. How about you just use your brains? Use your brains. One of the worst things you can do is stay in debt. Here's number seven. Remember, I told you earlier, one of the worst things you could do is not have a start emergency fund. One of the worst things you could do in 2023 is spend all of your money today. One of the worst things you could do is spend every single dime you get on your paycheck today. How is it that we work Monday through Friday? We go in, we push all this stuff and we work for, you know, our bosses. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we go out. Uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, we go out, we pay the bills, and we go out to the club. We go out and go shopping. We go buy all the nice things. When we come back home, we put nothing in the savings account. We put nothing into the savings account. We're not prepared for a full-blown emergency. Earlier, I said $1,000, $2,000 is a great start emergency because 50% of people don't even have five, $600 in their savings account. I recommend that you have the minimum of three or six months of your expenses set aside into a high-yielded savings account. So the worst thing you do this, this year is not positioning yourself to have at least three to six months of expenses inside of your savings account. And if you really want to stretch it, I'll be honest with you all. I started off with, okay, let me get three months of expenses. Then I say, you know, let me step up and get six months of expenses. Then I say, you know what, let me step up and get three months of my average salary. 
They'll say, you know what? I just got there. Let me get six months of my salary. And because I teach personal finance, I say, you know what? Let me get six figures just sitting in my savings account. Because I want to make sure that if life was to happen, that myself and my company is at least taken care of for a while. So on a personal side, because I have no debt but my mortgage payment, you know, I can live off of that for at least a good year. Because I position myself to be good. I'm thinking about tomorrow. What if something tomorrow happened? Well, what if something happened tomorrow? Are you thinking like that? You, you, you can't. You can't afford to not think like that if you have a child. You can't afford to not think like that if you have a spouse. You can't afford to not think like that if you really uh, love yourself. And like I told you earlier, um, if you really want to learn what are the best high-yielded savings account to park your money in, I want you to join our email uh, family. Once a week, every Friday at about 12 o'clock, we send out a free um, this email of information, inspiration, and practical uh, companies, banks, resources you should look into to help you with your wealth journey, okay? And so we're going to drop that link in today's show notes so that way you can take care of it. But, you know, what, what, what kind of emergencies should you be preparing for? Lack of food, utilities, housing issues, insurance issues, maybe gas, clothing, car issues, you name it. When you, just because you see someone with Louis, just because you see someone with Gucci, doesn't make them rich, you guys. It doesn't. It just means that they actually had enough money to buy that item. But we don't know if they had enough money to buy something else. So keep that in mind. Uh, number two is take debt off of the table. You see, wealthy people prioritize paying off the credit cards and student loans because they know it only holds them back if they don't. If, if, if wealthy people, what I'm seeing is you have two, two versions of wealthy people, right? And here's my version of wealthy people. When I actually can enjoy my money and I have margin, the more debt that I have, the less wealth and the less margin that I have. Uh, because wealth is all about how long can you last without having any more income coming in. So the more debt that I have, it takes away from my true wealth. So you have a lot of people um, who are rich um, per numbers, but they have a lot of debt. Okay. They have a lot of debt. I'm not knocking those people. That's just not the side that I'm on. The side that I'm on are the wealthy people, the millionaires who are saying, you know what? I want to have no debt. I want to carry no debt. I want to pay no interest and penalties. Um, and so I'm just maximizing where I'm at now. And these wealthy people understand that if I can just have freedom and no bondage, then I can focus on building a solid present going into my future. Okay, so number one is they know the difference between real rich and fake rich. Number two, they take debt off of the table. Number three, they focus on improving yourself, not comparing yourself to others. I'm in competition with Anthony O'Neill, not with you, not with no one else. How can I continue to grow? How can I stay in my lane and live in my lane and watch this own my lane? I only compare myself to myself. Now watch this. I do use others for encouragement. When I see somebody else winning, it is proof to me that if they can win, so can I. But I'm not looking at them saying, well, if they could do it, I could do it 10 times better than them. And I don't know why they went over there to them. No, win. My brother, win. My sister, win. 
It's just proof that if you can win, I can win, because the same God that made you is the same God that made me. Millionaires are not comparing themselves to others. They're saying, yo, let's get it. Thank you for showing me it can be done. Now I'm about to go do it. Number four, up on these millionaires think differently. They have a strong network of mentors, friends, and mentees. Because millionaires understand about who they are and who they're connected to is way more important than what they know. Let me say it one more time. Millionaires understand that who they are and who they know is way more important than what um, they actually have, right? Because it's like, think about this. I won't say the name of this pastor. It was a big time pastor. I was in a small circle with him. And he said, man, you see that, um, the Rolls Royce outside? I was like, yeah. How much did I spend for it? I said, oh, man, easy, 400000 brand new. He said, zero. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, when you know, watch this, the person who owns it, You ain't got to spend nothing. Because we've built a relationship over the last years. and Because I've been able to sow into his business. He's been able to sow into my church. And he's like, hey, man, just take it. We'll give, you, we'll give it to you for free for what, a year. I was like, wait, what? So, yeah, there's a write-off for him. You see, wealthy people understand if I know this person and if I build a true and healthy relationship with this person, it's going to benefit us both down the road. Doors that I've been able to get into is not because I bought my way into the door. It is because I knew the person who was behind the door who could open the door. Some of us have pushed relationships away. Some of us have ruined relationships that today could have been a door into a business deal, a door, into a brand deal, a door, into anything that we may have needed, but because we burnt that relationship, now we have a problem. Now that door is closed. You see, wealthy people keep powerful minds around them because those powerful minds can change them and their worlds. Some of you have closed some relationships because of your immaturity, because of your pride. I want to encourage you to go back and fix those relationships. I want to encourage you to go back and to make those relationships better. It may take you some time. It may even make you feel uncomfortable because you got to apologize for your stupidity and your immaturity. I'm telling you right now, relationships can be just as strong or stronger than actual money. Get back with those relationships. And here's the last thing, and learn to trust yourself. You see, millionaires take action. They don't spend time worrying about what others think of them or if they're going to fail. They just trust themselves and they go for it. You know how many people told me that starting the table or me branching out on my own or me um, doing what I wanted to do was not smart, it's not wise, it's not going to work, da 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 And, you know, a part of me actually believed them. 
I'm like, man, will it work? Probably it won't work. I don't know. And you know what? You guys, I got to say that a part of me thought about quitting. A part of me was like, man, maybe they're right. Maybe I should just go back into full-time ministry and just preach and just pastor. Nah. Nah. I'm so grateful that I didn't. Because we've been able to build a great business that have definitely has had its ups and its downs. Uh, but man, we've been able to help a lot of people, make a lot of, make a lot of money by helping people. But because I was willing to trust myself and to trust what God told me to do, when other successful people told me I would not do that, and I don't know if that's going to work. Friends, people who called me brothers, you know, uh, a brother, I said, I don't know, bro, if it's going to work. I don't know, bro. I just, But then I remember I had a brother like Dr. Darius Daniels who looked at me in my eyes and said, boy, I think this is God. I had people like my best friend, Pastor Stephen Chandler here, here at Union Church telling me, yo, this is God. You, This is what you have to do. And because I trusted the right voices around me and I trusted myself, look at where we are today. Look at where we are today. We have grown tremendously over the last year and five months. Learning a lot, trying a lot, ups and downs. Had some long nights where I felt like crying. I've had some days I had to pause and call my therapist. But I trust myself and I trust my team and I trust the people around me. Number four, number four, millionaires are good stewards of what they have. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Take care of what you have, you guys. Even if you drive a Honda with 200,000 miles on it, yo, you're going to drive the thing like it's a Rolls Royce with five miles on it. You're going to wash that car every week, ladies. You're going to make sure your back seat don't have heels and, and, and hair and weave and, and draws and lipstick and, and makeup and, 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 you know what I'm saying, uh, all that kind of stuff in the back seat. Okay. You can't ask God to give you the best when you can't take care of something that may not be the best. You can't ask God to give you a pay raise when you can't even take care of $35,000 a year. You can't ask God to give you a million-dollar home when you can't take care of the $200,000 home. You can't ask God to give you a great man when you can't even take care of yourself, great woman. You can't ask God to give you a great woman, brothers, when you can't even pay your own bills. Millionaires are good stewards of what they have. Watch this. Because, see, a lot of y'all think millionaires are people who make a million dollars a year when a large portion of the millionaires don't even make a million dollars a year. They make in between eighty to about $120,000 a year, but they were good stewards of that income. They saved and they invested well. You have people who make a million dollars a year and they're not millionaires. Oh. Do you know why? It's because they're not good stewards of their resources.
With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.